Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's best we forget what happened last night or what we viewed or what we wish we didn't view because this weekend is going to flat out rule in sports. Christian Cat hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. You heard Evan just say it. Last night was boring. I would argue, by the way, that because... They sort of teeter on competency. They're not like fun bad. That the New England Patriots are one of the most boring teams in all of American professional sports. Bring me another team. At least the Broncos. The Broncos, you have Russ you can make fun of because he's so corny and cheesy. Oh, only half the team went to his birthday party. What are we doing with that? What are we doing with that? But the Patriots... Because they're so reined in and there's no personality and they're not awful. They're sort of just kind of there. So boring. So boring. They made a game with the Bills boring last night. So forget that. We're looking ahead. We're moving forward. Because this weekend has a chance to be one of the most epic sports weekends that we've had in an awful long time. Whether it be World Cup, whether it be college football, whether it be NFL, I'm curious what you're going to be locked in on this weekend. Ken Levick alive to end the week on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker, Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the sunny and sparkly, and once again, humid intracoastal. Christian Cat, the silent assassin, he's running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. Stone Lebanowitz is on home team duty today. And back, a surprise on this Friday. She volunteered herself, said, Ken, don't worry. I am going to put my body on the line for you, my vocal cords on the line, and I'm going to make it to the studio in the nick of time the Dominican queen, Jeanette Javier, for a rare Friday appearance. Hi. Hola. Oh, it is good to see you. I'm trying to hide uh, you being out of breath, but it's very, very I impossible. Just sprinted. It was a nice <laughs> little uh, sprint here in our beautiful area. I love it. I love it. I love Gotta it. Gotta get my steps in. Yeah. You know you, I mean? Did you get your steps in? This morning? No. No? Okay. Can't um, wait for later. But it is good that Jeanette is here because we are packed today. We have Mike Tannenbaum, our NFL insider, our football insider at 1245. And new FAU head football coach Tom Herman Woo! joins the show at 1.30, right around 1.30. He's got his introductory press conference, and then he's going to pop in on us uh, after he's uh, he's done with, uh, with that, his duties down there in Boca Raton. So we're thrilled to have him. I, as the voice of FAU, am thrilled he is the new head football coach. What an epic A-plus hire that is from A.D. Brian White. And Jeanette is a proud Florida Atlantic lo- alum. She is jacked for Tom Herman. So quick, too. Like, I know. There's no doubt about it, so it seemed. Meanwhile, FAU, by the way, is going to the American Athletic Conference, and they're their new geographic rival, USF, still no coach. 
Couldn't be me. Couldn't be my school. I already don't like them. Yeah, couldn't be my school. US, USF fans, by the way, that listen to the show regularly, if you don't think that FAU is not going to be the most obnoxious of rivals in your life, just wait, because FAU is coming in yeah, a big way. Yeah, it's really nice also when you have your own football stadium. You know, you can really uh, yeah. build a nice... And, uh, USF wouldn't know anything about it no, on campus no, stadium, no, no. They write the coattails yeah. of uh, other quarterbacks yeah. and their greatness and but, maybe have a presence in their own stadium. But it's game. okay, USF. It's okay, because at least UCF didn't already leave you behind by going to the Big 12. Oh, this is going to be awesome. I love it. This weekend is going to be potentially phenomenal. By the way, there is uh, there is uh, some, some extracurricular activity at the end of this Uruguay and um, this Uruguay soccer match, uh, this World Cup match where they're going after the referee. Uruguay won. Um, and uh, I, I I look, and there is Uruguay and Ghana uh, have ended their match, and there was some pushing and shoving and gri- uh, gripping at the referee. That was weird. So I'll try and figure out what happened there. But in the same vein, World Cup, there was a lot to do this weekend, a lot to watch this weekend, and I can't help but be completely consumed by the United States and the Netherlands. Only one time in my life, has the United States gone on to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. That was in 2002 when it was played all the way in South Korea and in Japan, and the matches were at like 2, 3 in the morning. The U.S. beat Mexico in the round of 16 to go to the quarterfinals and got jobbed on what should have been a handball against Germany and should have potentially beaten Germany to go to the semifinals. That's the last time it happened. The U.S. has a legitimate opportunity to upset the Dutch upset Netherlands uh, tomorrow morning to go on to the quarterfinals. And what's raising my spirits, lifting my optimism, is the fact that Jeanette Christian Pulisic seems to be, well, in the clear when it comes to his package. Apparently it was never hit in the first place. That's what he claims. That's what he claims. In fact, let's hear it from the source himself, Christian Pulisic. And I want everybody to be reminded that Jeanette... Uh, referred to Christian Pulisic and his American sausage a couple of days ago. Uh, of Jimmy course, Dean. talking about Jimmy Dean, the the most American of all sausages. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh, yes. That's right. Uh, and and uh, a great breakfast food. You can even have it for a snack. But here is Christian Pulisic talking about his pelvic contusion. Mm-hmm. This might be too much information, but like, can you tell us what exactly like you were feeling when you woke up the next morning after the game, for example, and what exactly a pelvic contusion is? Um, yeah i mean it's a a pelvic contusion you know um it's it's not a euphemism henry it's what it sounds like no but at the same time it's not like i didn't get like hit in the balls but like it's not like I'm, i'm all right i'm all right it was very painful and it it just you know that bone is there for a reason to protect you, I think, and I, I, I hit it well, and uh, it was sore, but uh, like I said, I'm getting better. So you heard it from Christian Pulisic himself. It's not like I got hit in the balls. That's his words, not mine, and of course, he's talking about soccer balls. Of course, okay? absolutely. Right. So, so A pair of them. It appears as if he is no longer grapefruiting it, and he's in good shape. He was never grapefruiting it. He just got hit right above the package, and you know what? I could see where that would hurt. I can see where that would be painful, where that would be uncomfortable, where that would cause you to maybe limp a bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those areas still hurt. You know, when <laughs> right. somebody like 
bite like I'm assuming like if you have a if you've had a dog bite, obviously <laughs> on your arm. Oh, okay. On your arm, okay. not there. No, I thought we were no, talking no, about no, 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 like, no, no, no. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> on your arm, uh-huh. it's not like you, the teeth go into the forearm, right. but of course the tendons around it. Sure, there's protection. Their wrist and everything yeah. are going to be a little sore. That's a very sensitive area. There's a lot of nerve endings in that region. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, so I could see we're taking a knee to that region, even if it's just above the the as they call it in the medical community package would be painful. But tomorrow has a chance to be historic. Mm-hmm. And it's part of a day where you have the World Cup, but then you have the college football conference championship games as well. So you've got 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m., the United States and Netherlands, okay? Right after that is the Big 12 championship game featuring TCU, the Horn Frogs. Am I... Am I out of line by declaring them maybe the darlings right now of the college football playoff conversation because they've seemingly sort of come out of nowhere. Um, everybody loves the the Horn Frogs. Everybody wants to see them get in, and they believed up until this point they were getting jobbed when it came to where they were being ranked. But to see TCU, new blood, a new team in the college football playoff Final Four, I kind of feel like, Jeanette, that would be cool because it's different. I like different. Is that why you're wearing purple right now? No, it's not why I'm wearing purple. That was uh, that's just coincidence, not symbolic. However, I would like to see TCU go into the college football playoffs. So. Absolutely, and I think that's why the new college playoff format was created for this excitement, for this, for this energy. Right, and that's tired why, of seeing SEC schools in there. And this is why it should go to twelve teams, and we'll talk about that as well because that's on the way. And some people are poo-pooing that. Uh, give me twelve. I'm good on twelve. Then you've got Georgia. And LSU in the SEC title game. Then you've got Tulane and UCF in the AAC championship game. UCF, a lot of UCF fans around here. UCF able to sneak their way in to take on Tulane in a rematch. That's good stuff. Purdue and Michigan. Will the Wolverines get into the Final Four in the college football playoff for a second straight year? And then you've got the ACC title game. And then we've got an attractive NFL slate as well. And I'll tell you what, I am nervous, nervous. Okay. Nervous, nervous about the Dolphins and the 49ers. And this is going to be, for the first time in over a month, the Dolphins playing a competent football team. A team that you can actually describe them as a contender. Because the Bears, uh uh-uh. Lions, nah. Texans, that's like a Sunbelt team. They're bad, bad. (laughs) Like, bad, bad. Yeah, not good. Not good. But... The 49ers, with Mike McDaniel going up against his former team, that defense that the 49ers put out there. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, yes. And, and Jeanette loves him for reasons having nothing to do with how he plays the quarterback position. No, also how he plays positions. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, positions being the key word here. But I, I'm nervous because this is the home stretch now for the Dolphins. Like This is going to be the next three weeks. 49ers, Chargers, Bills. These three weeks determine whether or not the Dolphins are a Super Bowl contender or if they're just a nice story as they backdoor their way into the playoffs. And this is why I always wanted you and Stone to contain your excitement. Your schedule has been fairly easy. Of course, your record is going to show such a, what, eight and three now? Eight and three. And they, and exactly. In all fairness, they took care of business in the first portion of the season. Yeah, like, no, I'm not going to take away that Bills game. Mm-hmm. That Bills dub was fantastic. But now, back to back to back, this is where Tua's arm and his real MVP candidacy is going to come to play. 
So there's a lot on the line this weekend. There's a lot mm-hmm. on the line. Um, uh, national pride, uh, college football pride, South Florida Dolphins pride. So I am conflicted in a number of ways, but I have to say that I am, even despite, and I'll have my my moments of nervousness for the Dolphins and Niners, and let's not forget, too, the Dolphins, they're, they're no longer part of that 1 o'clock life. No. They have now graduated to that 425 <laughs> and 8 p.m. Sunday night life. They built different uh, now. They're built different, right, because NBC, they're like, oh, no, 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 Dolphins, you're playing prime time against the Chargers. The Broncos. Exactly. Yeah, bye, bye, Broncos. See you, Russ. And now the <laughs> Dolphins, the Dolphins are there for the world to see now. They're not tucked away in their little cozy pocket of regional Fox and CBS coverage. Can we do one thing? Tell your people because I'm tired of this. Can we stop showing South Beach in these? I know. Because South Beach is literally an hour and a half away from Dolphin Stadium. But what are you going to show in Miami Gardens slash Opalaka? Like the the flea market? Just have Rick Ross playing in the background the whole time. Rick Everybody Ross. loves Rick Ross. Rick Ross does span all. He's from Opelika. I know he span and, and he spans all of South Florida. He is three hundred five. He is nine five four. He Wait, is five. Him and DJ Khaled could probably come up with something. They're more realistic <laughs> than South Beach, which yeah. is an hour and away from. Dolphins. I wonder is Hard there Rock. is there another stadium in the NFL whose like production B roll comes from further away from its stadium than Hard Rock? Foxborough. Oh, good call. Foxborough is further away from Boston than South Beach is from Hard Rock Stadium. I almost went to a game when I was in New Hampshire last time. That's a hike, right? For sure it was because I was like, oh, I can just take the bus to downtown Boston Mm -hmm. and then take the train. But no, it's still a 45-minute endeavor to go out to Gillette Stadium. Actually, Christian, could you look up up how far Santa Clara is? is from San Francisco, because I think the 49ers could probably lay a claim to this as well. Um, and I guess, here, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's make a list before you look it up. Let's look up how long South uh, Miami Beach is from Hard Rock South Stadium. Beach. Miami Beach and South Beach, two different things? No, Miami Beach. Well, okay. South Beach is on Miami Beach. Okay. Um, uh, South Beach so is specific own. to South Beach. Though. Okay. All right. Fine. South Beach. You're right. That's where all the the beach. Well, that's where Collins from. Avenue sure, and everything sure. is. South Beach to Hard Rock Stadium, Boston to Gillette Stadium, and um, San Francisco to Levi Stadium in minutes. It like driving minutes. If you could find those, just so we can get to the bottom of this, um, in terms of teams with. Cities that claim them, not like the Arizona Cardinals who play in Tempe or, or wherever they're at or close to Tempe, but I'm talking like Miami Dolphins, but they're in Miami Gardens. Or they show the Winwood walls, and I'm like, you don't know how far this is. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, Winwood, South Beach, and it's not even close. Not no, not even, even close. And downtown is still like 15 minutes closer to right. Hard Rock Stadium, but right. still, stop it. It's yeah. not that glamorous. Well, it's even You're more, right next to Miami Gardens. Not the same thing. It's more annoying when the broadcaster says, oh, welcome back to South Beach. And no, we're not even anywhere close. No. Anywhere Don't stay close. in South Beach because you think you're saving money. You're going to be paying so much money for the Uber. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. The, the We'll have the silent assassin because, again, he has to communicate via computer screens and pieces of paper. Uh, Jeanette, could you go see how long in minutes that actually is? 45 minutes Fo- 45 minutes on the turnpike from uh, Hard Rock Stadium to uh, Collins Avenue, South Beach. 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. 
that's nowhere close. And we're going by Friday, Friday afternoon traffic right now. So it's an hour on 95 in case you're planning to travel from Hard Rock State. We'll have your traffic on the fives here on ESPN 106.3. Now what are we looking at? Foxborough. Foxborough. 40 minutes. Foxborough is 40 minutes from Boston. Gillette Stadium, 40 minutes. So right now, uh, it looks like the Dolphins are in the lead. Whoa. Oh. So Levi, Levi Stadium to San Francisco. 59 minutes. 59 minutes. All right. So we've gotten to the bottom of it in terms of <laughs> NFL teams where a city claims them or a region claims them uh, or where the B-roll for the for the TV audience that's shown uh, in relation to the team. When we're discussing what's furthest away, it looks like the winner is the San Francisco 49ers who reside at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. That is 59 minutes away. So if you see the Golden Gate Bridge, just know – that is an hour away from where the 49ers actually play football. But worth it to see Jimmy J. Okay, but worth it. So, now that we're done with our geography, I will have my moments of, of nervousness and upset stomach and uneasiness going into Sunday at 425, Dolphins and 49ers, but I am super locked in on the United States and the Netherlands. Because, again, this comes once every four years. Maybe we missed the last World Cup. Imagine how fun it would be next week to have a quarterfinal match with the United States where we're going out to a sports bar on a weekday afternoon nice. and watching the U.S. attempt to make history and go to a semifinal for the first time since 1950, a much different place the world was in and the World Cup was in when that happened. But in the modern era, that to me, especially with me, a passion for the sport and wanting to see it catch on more and more and more, Tomorrow has a chance to be ultimately historic. I am locked in on that. But everything happening this weekend, World Cup, college football, NFL, could be hockey, could be other World Cup matchups. What are you most locked in on for the weekend? Because you deserve this. You people deserve this. A big sports weekend after that crap fest that was watching the Patriots try to do anything on offense last mm-hmm. night in a loss to the Bills. What are you most locked in on this weekend? What game are you locked in on? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776 or Twitter at klv 106.3. What about you, Jeanette? And I know that you're not going to spend the weekend planted in front of the TV, but what are you going to go out of your way to pay close attention to where you're thinking to yourself right now, all right, this is must-watch. I have to make time for this. Well, luckily for me, the Buccaneers play on Monday versus the Saints. Oh, good. So I don't have to worry about them. I don't watch the Orlando Magic. Again, I believe that we will win. I will be locked up. Up at 10 a.m. I'm trying to figure where I can have some Budweiser's at 10 o'clock in the morning. Just straight bucket. Kind of feels like U.S. and Netherlands could be a brunch activity, right? It's before brunch. What time does brunch start? It, it, it should legally start at 11. 10 a.m. is like, mm, are we teetering on the line of alcoholism? Wait, 10 a.m.'s not brunch? I thought 10 a.m. would Mm-mm. be the universal brunch starting time. No, no. 11 is the universal brunch starting time. What? What because time 10 a.m. Is... is not close to lunch. That's still breakfast time. At 11 o'clock, that is where you designate. I could be having a sandwich right now, or I could be having an omelet. But At 10 a.m., it's straight omelet decision. I know people that eat lunch at 11 a.m. 
Nobody eats lunch at 10 a.m., and brunch is a mixture of breakfast and lunch. So I think that 10 o'clock is the perfect in-between between the breakfast consumer and the lunch eater. No, because nobody's eating lunch at 10 a.m. You can have breakfast at 11 o'clock, but not lunch at 10. Uh, so on on Wikipedia, brunch is a meal eaten between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., sometimes accompanied by alcoholic drinks. Uh, the meal originated in the British Hunt Breakfast. I don't know what that means. I know they like hunt foxes and stuff over there. I have no so idea. So classy. Do, when, when do you just brunch start? Jeanette says 11. I say 10. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. But Jeanette is locked in on the USA and the Netherlands. I can't wait to see it. Um, so so I, that makes it a clean sweep here. But then, again, there is the Dolphins. There is the 49ers. You have a rematch of the AFC title game as well. The Chiefs and the Bengals, 425. So that right there, you you have huge, huge games in the AFC playoff picture for home field advantage, potentially. Four division championships, potentially. So there's big stuff across the board, not to mention uh, you have the college football playoff that's going to be decided on Saturday. And right off the bat, Right after the U.S. and the Netherlands is TCU and the Horn Frogs trying to beat Kansas State to get themselves in to the college football playoff with one of the more improbable stories we've seen in a single season of college football in quite some time. What game are you most locked in on this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And what time does brunch start? What time does brunch start to you? Because Jeanette's adamant it's 11 o'clock, but to me that makes no sense because brunch, combination of breakfast and lunch, should start at 10 because that's the most natural in-between point no, of breakfast and plus lunch. you're probably blacked out by 12 too, which is lunchtime, What's which doesn't pro- work out. What's wrong with that? Because at least you've eaten at that point. No, you're supposed to last until like 2 and then brunch is over and then you can black out. <laughs> What what game are you most locked in on this weekend? And when does brunch actually start? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Hey, join Yingling and ESPN West Palm Sunday at ER Bradley's in West Palm for your football Sunday. Come hang out from 4 to 6 p.m. Enjoy $3 bottles of Yingling Flight. And while you're there, register to win some awesome prizes, including a pair of Miami Dolphins tickets and a branded Yingling cooler. And, yes, it comes with beer. Must be 21-plus. Presented by Yingling, America's oldest brewery. Please drink responsibly. What game are you most locked in on this weekend? And what time does brunch start? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mike Tannenbaum, Tom Herman still to come before 2 o'clock. We are jammed. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette, when are you going to get your world championship ring from the Houston Astros? Next season. Well, next season, Jeanette's going to get that ring, I would think. I would think at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Let's go! In case you forgot, let me remind you, Jeanette is the in-game host for the world champion Houston Astros during spring training at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. That's right. You can go see the world champs 
at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Cozily tucked in to West Palm Beach. One of the finest baseball venues you're going to be able to watch the sport at. Mm-hmm. 2023 Spring Training Ballpark of the Palm Beach is right around the corner. We're just a couple of weeks away. That's wild. Tickets on sale now, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Come see the 2022 World Series champs, the Astros and the Washington Nationals as they both prepare for the 2023 season. Spring training home games include popular opponents like the New York Yankees, Silent Assassin, he's a fan of them, Aaron Judge, who knows? And the Boston Red Sox. Will he be a Red Sox? Who knows? See the best teams in baseball, including the World Series champs. It's the Astros, don't you forget it, says Jeanette. Take the field in 2023 at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, ballparkpalmbeaches.com, because we're going to get through the holidays, and then we are immediately going to start talking about spring training. Pitchers and catchers are going to report uh, like three and a half weeks it's after the holidays wrap up. Wild. Yeah. I looked at the, the spring training schedule. You know, this is in four months, Yep, maybe. Could be three. Uh, your game's starting like three mm-hmm. months. Yeah, but pitchers and catchers are going to report like end of January, it's first insane. week of February. So it is here. It is here. Tom Herman, new Florida Atlantic head football coach, will join us right around 1.30 here on Ken LeVick Alive, being introduced today in Boca Raton, former Houston head coach, former Texas head man. He is the new boss of the Owls, and he will bring FAU into the American. They are UCF's replacement in the American. And so Tom Herman, who has won an American championship in his time at Houston, beat Florida State 2015 in the Peach Bowl after a 13-1 season. He is now the head coach at FAU, and he joins us right around 1.30 here on Ken LeVick Alive. Ton going on this weekend. USA, Netherlands. For me and Jeanette, that is what we are all focused in on. We are locked in on that tomorrow, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. tomorrow. That's the match. That's the game. Anything that's played this weekend that is going to make or break our weekend. To me, that is going to make or break my weekend, what the U.S. does against the Netherlands. But check out this NFL slate as well, okay? And we went through college football. You've got TCU in the Big 12 title game trying to play for a shot in the college football playoff. You've got Michigan Big 10 title game against Purdue. They win. They're in the college football playoff. Same story for Georgia when they play Brian Kelly and LSU uh, in the SEC title game. But... Uh, you you look at not only the Dolphins and the 49ers, but the Chiefs and the Bengals. Like That's big-time stuff right there. Chiefs-Bengals is big-time. Sneakily, how about the Giants and the Commanders? Like the Giants are, are absolutely falling back to the surface of the earth. Meanwhile, the Commanders are suddenly a thing. They're competitive. They're actually favorites in this. They're favorites in this game. Taylor Heineke has Washington fans believing the commanders actually in that division are a contender to possibly get out as a wild card. This might be their season for all intents and purposes. The commanders at the Giants uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. Then you've got, and I completely overlooked this, the Titans and the Eagles. How good is that? Titans-Eagles maybe doesn't have the cachet of the Dolphins and the 49ers or of the the Chiefs and the Bengals, but that is a big, big matchup. And I, I'll say it. I mean, that could potentially, in some realm, be a Super Bowl preview, just like Dolphins-49ers could be a Super Bowl preview. Uh, the Chiefs-Bengals could be an AFC title game preview. Titans-Eagles, that could absolutely be a Super Bowl preview. It seems weird, but... You just named like four Super Bowl games. 
Okay, but that's what I'm saying. There's a number of <laughs> NFL games that have a lot on the line. A lot on the line. And for your Buccaneers on Monday, I mean, every game is massive from here on out. We could be seen in NFC South where sub-500 gets the job done. There's a lot going on there. You have the natural rival of Tampa Bay of the Buccaneers versus the Saints. Mm -hmm. That goes deep since Drew Brees has always been to thorn our our side. (laughs) We'll talk about Drew Brees later, by the way, because he's part of a new segment we're going to debut called That's Weird because the last 48 hours has been really, really bizarre. We have to make sure that we we, address all of of it. But you're right, Saints, Bucks, that's your rivalry. That's your thing. For sure. Uh, So that's big for you, but... Jeanette and I are going with soccer. Jeanette and I are going with the Nothing U.S. Bigger. and the I can't the think about Monday until 10 a.m. Until, what, the two-and-a-half-hour game? Mm-hmm. Until noon. And I'm also I'm- curious, though, um, about brunch. Because I thought 10 a.m. is a perfect Saturday brunch thing. U.S., Netherlands, mimosas. Uh, what is a good brunch food? Like some sort of variation of mac and cheese. Eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Is that is that the face of brunch food? Eggs, eggs Benedict? It's bougie brunch. Yeah. I don't love Eggs Benedict. I feel like avocado toast is the most common. Oh, okay. And also, okay, what's the face of brunch? What's the food, uh, the, the, the food face of brunch? Or just mimosas or champagne. But the, yeah, fine. That's the beverage. What about the food? The culinary, the culinary, Mimosa. the food face. But the food face. Champagne. The food face. That's You're not, not food. That's beverage. Me, That's Ken. beverage, Jeanette. You're not listening to me. What, what do you use your teeth to consume and to, to grind up before it goes through your esophagus? That's what I'm looking for. If there's space after the champagne that I've consumed, <laughs> and I say champagne specifically because I'm very particular about how much OJ is allowed in my champagne glass. Don't you do a couple of drops? Of an eyedropper. I literally bring an <laughs> eyedropper into... Are you serious? I'm not joking. Like, that's so stereotypical millennial of you. I don't care. Why people really do that? Yeah, hello. I thought people just did that to like get content on Barstool. No, I do it for me. I don't care what other people think. I'm conscious about what goes into my body, and I'm saving the sugar and the calories, so two <laughs> right. drops of OJ it is. Let me get this straight, okay? Jeanette doesn't brunch at 10 a.m. It's an 11 a.m. start for her. Yes, okay. also, the fit is very important, so it allows me to get Wait, ready. what's the... Please tell me the fit. Please. So, so let's just hypothetically <laughs> say that you are going to brunch for the U.S. and Netherlands, but you won't start until halftime because it starts at 10 a.m. But what is, what is the Jeanette brunch path? Because this seems really extra and way too much work to go eat some eggs Benedict and drink some champagne. Uh, location is number one because I had a very harsh reality check when I did brunch in Jacksonville for the first time. Because I you can't my- do brunch in Duval. What I did, I tried, <laughs> and I showed up full South Florida grits and horses. <laughs> Pretty much the actual horse meat uh-huh. and meth. <laughs> and the, yep, right. for sure. Just the side. It's the, it's, <laughs> a side of meth. It's a dessert. Is this sprinkle the meth in my eggs, Benedict? Please, Duval. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the mess. Kudos to the chef. <laughs> uh, so it is first. It's all about the location. How extra am I going to be? Is it going to be flats? Is it going to be heels? How much makeup? Is there going to be a contour involved? Do I wear my lashes or hair extensions? Maybe both. Jesus What's the location? Christ. Minimal the dress. It's a sundress. A hundred percent, and there will be makeup. But it takes about an hour, perhaps, to get ready for brunch if we're doing a low-key oh brunch. God. For a low-key brunch, it takes you an hour? If we're, yeah. Silent Assassin, this seems like way too much work. Way too much work to eat. 
to eat and to drink. What are we doing? We're looking good while eating and drinking. Because the way it is, brunch, depending who I'm with, there's always a bunch of pictures, there's always a bunch of boomerangs, there's always a bunch of your stereotypical little things that you need to be looking good for. I hate brunch. And then... I now hate brunch. No, depending. (laughs) Because doing brunch in Delray Beach on the Ave is a thing. So after you eat, you go bar hopping, and that's when the ratchetivity begins, and... (laughs) The uh-huh. need to look as good doing so isn't as prominent. This sounds absolutely miserable. Well, I'm a brunch liaison. Like, how is it? Like, the top knowledge. What do they call it? Connoisseur. Connoisseur of brunch. I'm a brunch connoisseur. Um, now, and you bring the eyedropper. You, in front of other people, you, in front of other people, break out an eyedropper to put two drops or whatever it is of OJ into your champagne. And I'm such a nice person. I'll do it for everybody else. I want what's best for the people. I want them to enjoy their brunch. And I only choose brunch spots that bring the bottle and the ice bucket. <laughs> Do not come with, the, like, the servers can't keep up with me. It's really annoying. Give me the champagne bottle. Do, um, do other people do that? What? The dropper. Oh, they think it's great. Oh, I'm sure they do. Because they know what's best for them. <laughs> and I'm here to provide that. Man, I used to be pro brunch, and now I think I hate it. I am, uh, that is way too much work. That is way too much work. Who's never been invited to my one of my brunches? <laughs> oh, me. And exactly. I'm, I mean, no offense, and I like hanging out with you, but not like that. If you tell me, uh, if, if I have to go to breakfast and I have to wear slacks, that's a no-go for me. Anything that in, involves slacks me, try, would be too much me for you. buttoning a shirt, uh-uh. You would need a button-up shirt. Nope, not happening. Or like a very nice top. Like it could be a very nice shirt. If you need a collar... Or Jeans buttons okay. on your shirt to go to 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 brunch to go to breakfast, that is a hard no for me. Well, not happening. Well, lucky for you, tomorrow is not one of those instances. <laughs> I want to be as American as possible. Okay. So I'm gonna have a bucket of Budweiser <laughs> okay. at ten o'clock in the morning. All right. All right. Budweiser, Bud Light, and brunch. Love it. Uh, <laughs> James James tweets: The Jets and Giants play in New Jersey, and they always show New York City. Well, first of all, there is absolutely no place in New Jersey that you can show that looks anywhere, it looks anything resembling attractive. Well, there's two, you know, there's Seaside Heights, home to the popular Jersey Shore. (laughs) And isn't there Atlantic City? And there's a landfill. There's something, isn't something still Atlantic City, according to some, could be the landfill. That's what I'm saying. I've been there once, and it was <laughs> really funny. It smells weird. It was not it's, happy. It's, it's a smelly place. But Gordon Ramsay's ho- opening a Hell's Kitchen there, so maybe there's some hope. <laughs> For what reason? Because the rent know. is cheap? Because they, <laughs> they're desperate, uh-huh. so they'll take anything. My God. Um, but I also, I have been to MetLife Stadium. Uh, I have too. And uh, FAU, a number of years ago, went to play... Um, uh, a, a team in, in Brooklyn. I cannot remember off the top of my head who it was. But um, they practiced at the Nets facility, which is right by MetLife Stadium. And you can clearly see New York City from there. Uh, you go right across the bridge and you're in Manhattan. So there's no way that that's longer, the Jets and Giants MetLife Stadium. That's longer, a longer ways away than, than uh, Collins Avenue is from Hard Rock Stadium or mm-hmm. Santa Clara is for San Francisco Levi Stadium or uh, Boston is from Gillette Stadium. I, I, I get it. You're right. They play in an entirely different state. That said, you can see the city that they represent from their stadium. It's Jersey trying to look good. 
<laughs> well, I got news for them. They didn't quite get the memo when they made MetLife Stadium that it was supposed to make New Jersey look better. I, that was a poor effort on their part. You know a lot about New Jersey politics. Not shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, just enough to get the job done, okay? Close the bridge. <laughs> that was good. Thank that you. was really good. I appreciate that. Uh, real quick before we take a break and we get to Mike Tannenbaum, let's get to a Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. We look at the 49ers in advance of the Niners and the Dolphins. 4.05 on Sunday on Fox from Levi Stadium. And Christian McCaffrey, the right before midseason acquisition, the 49ers running back, he did not practice yesterday. They're not sure of his availability today to practice because of what's being called knee irritation. Knee irritation. That, of course, would be an extremely, extremely costly injury if the 49ers did not have Christian McCaffrey against the Dolphins on Sunday. So pay attention to that. And he is the subject of our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. To learn more today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we come back, our football insider Mike Tannenbaum joins us. Does he bring an eyedropper to brunch. We'll find out. She's Jeanette Javier. Takes her an hour to get ready to eat breakfast. I'm Minimum. Ken LaVica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Dolphins 49ers. We are starting the stretch of the year for the Dolphins. We are going to know three weeks from now what they are. I've been arguing I know what they are up until this point, but I'm either going to have reinforced evidence of that or there's going to a lot of be a, a lot of people throwing egg at my face. Can 49, I watch the egg? You can watch the egg. You can throw one of the eggs. That'd be fun. 49ers, Chargers, and Bills. Three weeks. And then, oh yeah, the Packers in for Christmas Day. A lot less scary if it's Jordan Love. <sighs> Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Joining us now is our NFL insider. He is all things football to us, and he joins us every week. He is former Jets GM. He is former Dolphins front office boss. It is Mike Tannenbaum with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Mike T, thank you for joining us on this Friday. Hope you had a good week. And so I want to start with this, though, before we we, we dive into the, the weekend in the NFL. Uh, tomorrow is the United States and Netherlands in the World Cup. I'm super pumped for it. Jeanette is super pumped for it as well. And I said, oh, this would be a good brunch opportunity. And she goes, well, Ken, brunch doesn't start at 10 a.m., first of all. Uh, so for you, uh, one, do you brunch? And two, what time does brunch start for Mike Tannenbaum and company? 
Yeah, you know, I'm not a big bruncher just from a standpoint of uh, I like to get the day rolling here. But if I was going to brunch, I would say like 10 to 11 would be an appropriate time. 10 yeah. to 11? Yeah, I, that's what I said. 10 o'clock is the perfect midway point between breakfast and lunch. And it's brunch, which is a mixture of the two words. But you're not even closer to lunch. You can have <laughs> eggs at lunch, but you can't have like a BLT for breakfast unless y'all are built different. <laughs> well, you could. It's bacon. Now, um, so so also, too, do you drink champagne, Mike Tannenbaum? Do you drink mimosas? And um, uh, would you ever go out with somebody who brought an eyedropper to put orange juice in their mimosa at a restaurant in public? I, I would never, ever take somebody to use an eyedropper. <laughs> that would be outcome determinative. <laughs> But what if it's uh, a clean you. eyedropper and they just want you to enjoy uh, more of the champagne than the orange juice? Yeah, that would be weird to me. I, yeah. I couldn't go there. Yeah, That person would beat that to me. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mike. Never go to brunch with Mike Tannenbaum. Mike, <laughs> Mike, we are absolutely on the same page here. All right, so let's talk about the Dolphins because this three-week stretch is going to be massive for them. And you already are without Taron Armstead for who knows how long. And... I have been, you know this, I've been fighting for Dolphins pride and for people to take the Dolphins seriously all the way to this point. Um, what is successful for the Dolphins uh, in, in your mind The where, at bare minimum, these three weeks where you have the 49ers, you have the Chargers, and you have the Bills, all games on the road, what's a successful bare minimum outcome for the Dolphins here? You know, I think really, like, the most important thing is getting two out of these games healthy. Like, because, you know, they have a chance to be successful with him, and it's an uphill climb without him. So they're playing some really good defenses on the road. And, um, you know, like, wins to me are always contextual because, you know, New England took a big step back last night. That helps, you know, Miami, mm-hmm. helps the Jets. Uh, everyone's going to play each other. So, to me, this is about, you know, keeping this team as healthy as possible. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Because even, say you lose all three, confidence is down, but you're still two games above 500. you You're still in the AFC playoff oh, picture, and then you come home. Of course you are. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, I want to talk about last night, Buffalo and, and the Patriots. What is, what is New England's deal on offense? What is going on there? And do we know anything further about Mac Jones? Because it seems like the play calling is bad. They're throwing screen after screen after screen. Mac Jones is shouting, presumably, at Matt Patricia on the sideline. What is this Patriots offense? Yeah, no question they took a step back last night. You know, they had a really good outing against Minnesota in a loss. Um, but clearly, you know, uh, last night was a big step back for them. And I, I like Mac Jones at Alabama. I liked him last year. You know, he led this team as a rookie to the playoffs, and they're not playing well. He's not playing well. To me, it's not about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. I know a lot's been made about that. To me, it's their offensive line. Marcus Cannon's been hurt. Isaiah Wynn's been hurt. They're out there with Connor McDermott. He's not good enough. Um, so, like, I, I worry about their offensive line more than anything else. Cole Strange is a rookie. He's been up and down. And, you know, you show me a good offensive line, I'll show you a good offense. In your mind, the Chiefs and the Bengals, they are re-upping the AFC title game. This is their rematch, and it comes in Cincinnati. To you, just giving a percentage, the odds that this is an AFC title game preview. Uh, 20%. I mean, there's a lot of the teams that are going to be in the mix. You know, we already talked about Miami. You know, barring something unforeseen, they'll be playing meaningful games. You know, to the end, you know, the Jets, like everyone plays each other. That's what makes our sport so great. I think Baltimore in one game could be there. You know, and then, oh, by the way, like the team no one talks about, including my, myself included, is Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And all they were was, was one seed a year ago. So um, I think it's very unlikely that the two teams are 
the same two teams are back. Yeah, and we had talked about Tennessee and Philadelphia, how that's just a sneaky, under-the-radar, really good game as we talk with Mike Tannenbaum here, our NFL insider here on Ken LaVica Live. Titans and Eagles, I almost feel like, even though it's the Eagles with still the best record in the NFL, that this is more of a gauge game for the Eagles than it is for the Titans because we know the Titans. They're steady. Mike Vrabel, they have the 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 resume. They've been a playoff team. They've been a one seed. To me, this more feels like this is where you really get a good gauge of the Eagles and where they're at outside of the NFC. Well, I give them credit from this standpoint. When they lost to Washington, they went out, they signed two defensive linemen, Linville Joseph and Dominican Sue, to sort of like patch up their weakness. And I give them a lot of credit for that. Um, but this week, they're going to be tested there again because, you know, Mike Rabel is going to run the ball in practice, in warm ups, in pregame. He's going to tell uh, Nick Sirianni he's going to run the ball. Like, he's going to do everything he can to control the game at the line of scrimmage because the best way to start, you know, slow down that great Philadelphia offense is to run the ball, and uh, Philadelphia is going to be tested this week. The A.J. Brown Bowl on Sunday in Philadelphia. One final question. Your gut tells you what, Mike, when I ask you, Christmas Day, the Packers come down to play the Dolphins. Who's going to play quarterback for Green Bay? Jordan Love. Yeah. It sort of feels like that, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Aaron Rodgers will be having mimosas at a brunch, and Jordan Love will be getting ready to play the Dolphins. Uh-huh. He's not invited to my brunch, Well, though. But I, I would not put it past well, him. He's going to bring his own eye drop. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, B-Y-O-I-D, bring your own eyedropper, Aaron Rodgers. Well, that was clunky. Uh, not clunky at all is the service you get, Mike Tannenbaum, at Greco Chevy. Yeah, they are fantastic. Best in class, conveniently located on Federal Highway in Delray Beach, Greco Chevrolet, great car buying experience. Uh, they have great pricing, uh, great selection, highly recommended, bought multiple cars there. Um, service, finance, everything is uh, fantastic. Mike, you're the best. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. You too. That is Mike Tannenbaum, our football insider here on Ken LaVica Live. And so uh, let's not forget, let's not forget that he said anybody that he went out with anyone if he went to brunch. And again, brunch isn't his forte because he, he gets up, carpe diem, he attacks the day, seizes the day. But if he were to go to brunch and the person he was with brought an eyedropper for their orange juice in their mimosa, dead to him. Dead to him. The D were dead, Jeanette. Well, that's fine because I have a bag of tricks. And also, in this bag of tricks, I could use a spray bottle. Are you kidding me? No. A spray bottle? You fill it up with orange and OJ, and you just spray it on your mimosa, and that's the amount of OJ that's in your mimosa. But how is that even feasible? Because doesn't the sprayed orange juice just sort of, it spritzes on the outside of the, the flute that you're, you have the champagne in? Less OJ in the mimosa. <laughs> but it's on the table. You put napkin underneath the flute. I am mortified by your brunch behavior. Ken LaVig alive here on ESPN 106.3. It's okay. Maybe, maybe if you do want to, if you want to see Jeanette in action, you can head to Stormhouse Brewing. Uh, Stormhouse Brewing, if our guys up there, Josh, Preston, I'm sure they've got some champagne around. Uh, you want to go there, obviously, for beer the... Beermosas are a thing. Beermosas are a thing. Fine, yes. a beermosa. Would you bring orange juice? Would you... Is, does, that, does that require do you, orange juice? Yeah. Okay. All right, 
Here's what we're going to do. I want I want to set up Jeanette going to Stormhouse Brewing, <laughs> where we watch her navigate through beer moses with this eyedropper. And with the Kolsch, it would be so good. I love their Kolsch. Okay. And the, and the good vibes. I uh, love that. Oh, the one. good vibes. Yeah, it is delicious. Cool vibes, good vibes, good vibes uh, is, is one of the outstanding on-site crafted brewed beers at Stormhouse Brewing, local brewery, full food menu. That is unheard of, and it's all right there at Stormhouse Brewing, Crystal Cove Commons, North Palm Beach, a half mile south of PGA Boulevard on US 1 in North Palm Beach. Uh, Watching all the soccer? Yeah, it's there. NFL Sunday ticket? Yeah, it's there. Gators football? Yep. Palm Beach County Gators Club watch location. It's Stormhouse Brewing. Check them out, stormhousebrewing.com. And Jeanette has been there a couple of times over the last week, and she has been converted. She loves Stormhouse Brewing. Cool vibes, Kolsch, man. Yeah, she had a couple of them when I was up there uh, last Friday. Me, Vivi, Jeanette, uh, we were hanging out, and we were drinking Kolsch. We were drinking the, it's the good vibes, right? The cool vibes. The cool vibes, cool vibes. But there are so many different options. The Hang Time Pilsner is also Hang Time good. is really, really good. And they have they have an, a, a, a brewed beer upcoming that has strawberry, chocolate, it, it's so awesome for the holidays. A and whole a very high theme. ABV, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's the most important part. Don't forget. <laughs> All of that at Stormhouse Brewing. There's nowhere as unique as Stormhouse Brewing in Palm Beach County. Go check it out. Stormhousebrewing.com. Stormhousebrewing.com. North Palm Beach, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. And you can go watch the US and the Dutch tomorrow at Stormhouse Brewing. There is not a bad seat in that house. TV's all over the place. Stormhouse Brewing, stormhousebrewing.com. We'll come back and we debut, that's weird, before Tom Herman, FAU head coach, joins us in the 1 o'clock hour. He's not weird. We're going to be talking about other weird stuff, and then he'll he'll talk with us about that. We're the weird ones. Yeah, we're the weird ones. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen. She is eye-dropping her way to drunkenness this weekend. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.